welcome to the Misfit Life Podcast. I'm Lacey, your host. My husband and I got married in 2014 and we have five children. Our lives were radically transformed by the gospel in 2016. We're a family of evangelists living a life set on fire for Jesus. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a life set apart from the world and set on fire for the gospel. Hello, and thank you for joining the Misfit Life podcast this week. I am Lacey Thompson, your host, and I am so grateful and blessed to have you listening to this. And I just pray that this meets you with uh, just the love of God, the grace of God, the joy of God, and the favor of God. If you just want to open up your Bibles, today we're going to be reading Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. I'm definitely a word person. Um, What I mean by that is that I definitely enjoy and I'm always looking up definitions to words, even though, you know, a lot of times, oh yeah, we know what that means. But until we read the definition, we really, at least for me, I don't really fully understand what the word means. And so we're going to be looking at ashamed and uh, just looking at the definition of that, which is, uh, embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. And so I also love as I'm reading the word and studying the word is to take the definition and replace it for the word. And so we can, um, if we do that, it'll say, for I am not embarrassed of the gospel. That is so powerful to me. Like it just really changes the way I apply this verse to my life. And as I reflect on my life and even all the times that I withheld sharing the gospel to people because I felt embarrassed of it. I felt ashamed of it. And uh, so we just want to, or I just want to talk about that today. And so have you ever felt ashamed of something? Like even the slightest bit, I have five children under the age of eight. And so I've definitely felt ashamed and embarrassed about, um, or even guilty, uh, cause the, the definition is embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. And so if you're a mom, you have probably felt <laughs> ashamed of your children's behavior at times. If not, then you must have really obedient, quiet children. <laughs> um, and so I've definitely felt ashamed of my kids at times. And, um, when we reference this and sharing the gospel, if we have any uh, embarrassment or, um, shame, uh, or even, um, like doubt in our minds, and actually we can even have all of that will lead us into unbelief. And, uh, those are not the recipe for sharing the gospel effectively, if uh if you have any doubt or unbelief other people the person receiving um what you're sharing is not going to really fully trust you have you ever gone to 
a place, anywhere, and uh, someone's trying to sell you something, have you noticed how confident these people are? Like they 120% believe in the product that they're selling and they 110% believe that this product is going to benefit your life. And they believe it so much that like you believe it too. And then you buy the product. Well, it's, this can also relate to when we share the gospel, because if you have any unbelief or doubt, you're not going to share it effectively. You're not going to present the gospel effectively. And not that like we need to present it effectively. And, um, it, it's not always based on how we share it. The gospel has power in itself, but we do need to know how to effectively present the gospel. And so have you ever tried to share the gospel? And if you have shared the gospel, were you confident in how you presented it? Were you confident in sharing the gospel? Or did you have doubt and unbelief and that you felt almost bad for sharing it? I know for myself, I have not always known how to present the gospel correctly. And even now, sometimes I still have doubt. Am I doing this right? Is Am I doing it in order and this and that? And when I would try, I would have doubt and unbelief because I wasn't sure how to present it. And there's also another side to this verse. Have you ever withheld the gospel or even the name of Jesus because you were ashamed or embarrassed of it? I'm sure we can all think of a time when we wanted to give the praise to Jesus or we wanted to share just something that Jesus did in our lives. And we almost just like second guess, like, should I say Jesus? Should I say the Bible? Should I say the gospel? Or should I just say God? Or should I just not mention anything? Should I just keep it very vague? I don't want to offend or upset or even let my secret that I'm a Christian be known. Or maybe you've even struggled with thinking that people will judge you. Or maybe you've even judged them thinking that they wouldn't be interested in the gospel and hearing it based on how they look or maybe even the way they live or the things that they've said before. I know a lot of times, even for myself, I've just written people off like, oh, I've seen their Facebook or we talked and they're just not interested in it. Just the way that they live, the way that they are dressed, the way that they carry themselves. I just don't think that they're interested in it. So maybe I'll just show them how I live or maybe I'll just be or maybe just let it be this weirdness in the room um, in, in between the relationship and I just won't bring it up. Hoping, though, that they know that it's Jesus and the gospel that I'm talking about. If we go and look at Paul in the New Testament, we see and we know by the fruit of his life that he was not ashamed of the gospel at all. And Paul lived in a time when he would get beheaded, he would get stoned, whipped, killed for sharing the gospel. And he was still not ashamed of it. He was not embarrassed of it. He was proud of it. He even felt like to live is Christ and to die is gain. He looked at death like it was a gain, like it was a prize for him. If Paul was not ashamed to share the gospel, even though he would be beaten, he would be whipped, and they would throw him in jail. Why are we in the United States of America ashamed and embarrassed to share the gospel? I know that our country now is in this weird state, in this weird transition of actually possibly getting persecuted 
for being a Christian. And people have very strong opinions about religion and Christianity and how we share it and how we live it. But that doesn't mean that we don't share it. Persecution actually strengthens our walk. Persecution is really a good thing if you think about it. Like we're unashamedly sharing the gospel And so I'm just going to share some reasons why I believe that people are ashamed, embarrassed to share the gospel. So if you're taking notes, this is number one. Number one is that they don't know how to. I know for myself, like there's, I've Googled and Googled and Googled how to share the gospel. What is the gospel? Do we even know what the gospel is? The gospel has inherent power by itself, which means that it's permanent and it's essential We do not give a power. We don't have to yell when we share the gospel. We don't have to try to slain people in the spirit. We don't have to persuade them. We don't have to do all these things. The the gospel has power in itself. It is power. We don't give a power. It is power. And we actually hinder the gospel in the sense that we don't know how to present it. Does your pastor even present the gospel? Like on a Sunday service, have you ever actually heard the gospel being presented before? And I just think that's like a really interesting thing to think about. Have we ever actually heard the gospel be presented? The American church doesn't really present the gospel in its fullness. We just may present aspects of the gospel, but we don't actually present the entire gospel in I bet you that's why in America, our churches are powerless. And that's why politicians are having to rise up to stand for uh, truth when the church is not. But if you look at it, if you look at the world, the politicians are the ones standing up. DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, he had to stand up for Disney or against Disney, I mean, when Christians were not, Christians are actually backing Disney up. But if you look at, you know, our country, we see politicians unashamedly standing for truth. And they're not even Christians. A lot of them just hold Christian morals. That's just really sad to see where the church is. And I bet you it comes and stems from the church not actually sharing and presenting the gospel in the fullness and the truth and effectively. And so the gospel is good news, but it's not just good news. It has inherent power and it's not just good advice. It's not, it's not just positive, uplifting messages. I'm sure we've all seen some TikToks of some well-known pastors sharing um, different messages and sermons and different clips being uh, taken out of them. And they're almost just like these uplifting positive messages that can really apply for anybody. But the gospel is not just a good message. It's not just a positive message. It is power. So Paul doesn't actually say that that the gospel brings power, but that it is power. And that is so important because it doesn't just bring us power. It is power. So when we're sharing the gospel in its fullness, it's power. And it's God's power. And so if you're sitting there saying, I never even heard the gospel presented, or I don't even know how to present the gospel. Well, I have good news for you. Learn. (laughs) 
We literally live in an age where we can look at any YouTube video. We just have the internet at our hands. Like we can Google something and like (laughs) just have endless amounts of information be right there at our fingertips. And so just learn, look it up, maybe even go to your pastor and ask him or her to share the gospel with you and ask them to, to teach you how to share the gospel. And so we just need to learn. We need to have a heart to learn. We can't just sit around and you know just expect God to just implant this in us. But just step out and learn. Um, we can even read it in the Bible, obviously. Um, but if, you know, I know a lot of people have, um, just some difficulties really, especially new believers have some difficulties reading the word and actually being able to apply it. And so I just really encourage you to ask someone in your life, ask your pastor, ask another leader in the church to sit and help you, um, learn how to share the gospel. And so if you're taking notes, here's number two, uh, which is we're embarrassed or scared. I know for me, I've definitely been embarrassed and even scared to share the gospel about what are they going to think? What are the people around us going to think? I've definitely been scared to share the gospel and have had doubt and just even wondered like, if I lay hands on this person, are they going to be embarrassed? What are the people around us going to And we just have to honestly come to a place where we don't care. And we need to come to a place where we care more about what God thinks rather than people or ourselves. Because ultimately, we don't answer to any man. We don't answer to ourselves and our flesh. We answer to God. And we are going to be held accountable for everything we did or didn't do here on this earth. And so let's just think about like, let's just imagine that one of your parents were dying of terminal cancer. And let's just say that they had a week left to live. And someone told you that they had medicine that will cure them and that they will live. Wouldn't you give it to them? Like I would jump on that medicine so quick, but we would give it to them and they would receive it. Like who wouldn't receive medicine to heal your body so that you can live? Well, guys, we hold the medicine for the sick. We literally hold the medicine for the sick. Every person is on this earth is looking for some type of medicine, something to numb the pain, something to heal their souls and their bodies. And guys, if you're saved, you hold the medicine. Y'all, can you imagine seeing someone dying right in front of you and you have the thing the medicine to save them, but you're too embarrassed, you're too scared to give it to them so that they'll live. You care too much about what other people are going to think. You even care what this dead person, this, this dying person thinks. Why are we so embarrassed? Why are we so scared? We need to wake up. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel. Do not allow the flesh to control you. We've killed the flesh. The, the flesh has been crucified with Christ. And now we've been resurrected and we're a new creation. You hold the medicine. Give it to the dying people. They want it. Jesus was naked on the cross. He was fully God, fully man. People called him the Messiah while he was walking on the earth. They called him God. And there he was. People claiming him to be these things. And he was on a cross naked, being beaten and murdered and mocked and all the things. And Jesus could have been too embarrassed, too scared to do this, but he was not ashamed. 
If you are saved, you are called to be a disciple of Jesus, which means that we just follow him. We do what he does. If you look at if you look at the Jews, they have a rabbi and the disciple literally eats what they eat, walks how they walk. They do everything that the rabbi does. And so you today, if you say that you're saved, you are called to be a disciple of Jesus. And that means that we are called to do what he does. And Jesus was not ashamed unto death. And guys, I've been here. And if this is you today, you need to repent. You have the opportunity to repent today, guys. Ask God to help you and just be honest with him and just and just be honest with him. He just he already knows. Just open up your heart to him and tell him how you're feeling and ask him to come and help you that he is a good God and he will meet you in your time of need. And so if you don't know what repent is, repent means that you're going in one direction and you turn around the other way. So we're going in one direction of not sharing the gospel, being scared, being afraid, being embarrassed, and we're going to turn around and we're going to turn to God and we're going to follow in Jesus's footsteps and we're not going to be ashamed unto death. And so now we're going to move on to point number three. And number three is that we assume people won't receive the gospel or we assume that people don't want to receive the gospel just by the way that they look, act, or live their life. And so we are called to be seed planters and God does the watering. People sow and sow and sow, which means that people share the gospel They do, um, you know, acts of Jesus. They love, they even disciple people and they're sowing and they're sowing and they're sowing. And we may personally not always see the harvest and reap what we've sown into the person, but somebody will at some point. And so we um, just keep sowing and sowing. And even if someone doesn't come to Christ when you share the gospel, just know that you're planting seeds and God is going to water it. And so if we just look at the Bible um, and the Saul to Paul conversion in Acts, do you think that Saul was unapproachable? I mean, he's probably the most unapproachable person that any of us could ever think of. And God uh, told Ananias to go and meet Saul, and he immediately had doubt. And he said, he's so evil. Have you heard what people have said about him? Have you heard what he's done? And God replies, Go. He is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. And this is the same thing that God is saying to us today, to go, 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 go. Just like in Matthew 28, go. This person is chosen and they are his. And what about the fishers of men in Matthew 4? Jesus could have thought, oh, they're working, they're successful in their business, and it's their father's business. I don't want to mess anything up for his children or his wife or his family. He has to provide, right? Oh, I'll just come back in 20 years when the kids are grown and out of the house and his mortgage is paid off. No, there are people in hell right now because someone assumed that they would not be interested or receive the gospel. Thank God for Jesus' example that he was unashamed of who he was, of his father, and the gospel that was to come. The gospel has inherent power and it is good for everyone who hears. Thank God that God himself didn't assume that I didn't want to hear the gospel or that you didn't want to hear the gospel. When I heard the gospel, I was 
bisexual, adulterous, angry, and a bitter person. But Jesus died for me and for all of my sins while I was a sinner, while you were a sinner. When I was in my darkest and lowest place, when you were in your darkest and lowest place, Jesus was not ashamed and he took on your sins. He took on the sins of the world. How embarrassed would we be to take on like physically just imagine like someone's sin that you have actually judged and you've judged them thinking that they don't want to hear the gospel. Imagine taking their sins and putting them on yourself. And Jesus did this for us. He took on our sins. And Jesus, fully God, took on all of the world's sins so that we could be restored back to the Father. What a good God we serve and love. And what a good God who serves and loves us. I want to encourage you today. Do not be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we've all made a wrong turn. In Romans 3.10, it says, it is written that no one is right with God, no one at all. Everyone has made a wrong turn. The Bible tells us that all have sinned. We've all done things that God is not pleased with and found ourselves going in a bad direction. And Romans 6.23, when you sin, the pay you get is death. But God gives you the gift of eternal life because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. Sin is the road to destruction. In Romans, Paul shows us the law and the price we all pay when we do those things that we know God doesn't want. And Jesus paid the price. In Romans 5, 8, But here is how God has shown his love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus paid the price. Someone had to pay the price for us to find our way. God didn't have to, but Jesus showed his love for us by paying for the wages of sin. In Romans 3.22, we are made right with God by putting our faith in Christ Jesus. That, that happens to all who believe. It is no different for for the Jews than for anyone else. And God allows U-turns. He's, you know, repentance is when you're going in one direction and you do a U-turn and you turn the other way. Don't think that it is too late to turn things around. God is there and he is waiting for you to repent and change directions and head his way. And so if you have not done this, Go ahead and do that now. If God is speaking to you, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and you've decided that sin can no longer be your way, the direction that you're going is death, I have good news for you. Repent today. Make a U-turn. Turn around. Go from going in the direction of your sin and turn around and go in the direction of God. In Romans 10, 9, say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and then you will be saved. Let Jesus take the wheel of your life and find yourself cruising down a new road to a heavenly destination. And don't just stop there at salvation. Do not just be a convert. Be a disciple of Jesus. This world has enough converts enough dead religion. Do not just be saved and go about your life, 
but be a disciple of Jesus, follow him and do what he does. So do not be ashamed of the gospel today. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Misfit Life Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.themisfitmovement.com. For more content, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Lacey E. Thompson and at The Misfit Movement. See you next week. Thank you.